yesterday, Dwyer was promising us a glimpse into his past. A unique look at the guy he once was. <laughs> this is a, a personal growth story. Um, he had... His mom returned a bunch of letters that she kept, which I think is pretty cool. The fact that she kept all of your letters home that you wrote while away at college. Um, she gave them to him along with his other uh, childhood crap. If you it was will. like a shoebox full of stuff. When I, uh, after I graduated college. I guess they didn't know if I would or not, so they were waiting to see what happens. But I've had this box sitting in my house for I don't know how many years. Did they drop it off before or after the diploma arrived to make it official? Oh, my dad was... He my knew. dad knew. Okay. He waited. So, um, Dwyer recently found this this shoebox full of stuff along with it, these letters that he had written home to mom and dad from college. And... I could tell in listening to him describe this yesterday. It's rather uh, embarrassing or awkward. Yeah, or it's a little bit of everything. I, and I suppose if we all look back to when we were 20 years old, uh, you'll find that there's embarrassment and awkwardness. But it's, I think it's pretty relatable. I, so I... Now, some of us don't have to look back that many years. Some of us look back to, you know, <laughs> an hour ago or a week ago. Uh, now you've brought in how many of them? I have the first two that I wrote home. The first two. And nobody really writes letters anymore, so I wonder if these if these sentiments contained therein uh, reflect what's happening in the current world of of leaving home and going to school, uh-huh. changing into the person you're about to become. Yeah, most of it is it's via text or just email. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, soul-searching or thought put into any type of communication that can be uh, retrieved electronically at a later point. And written on paper? What, are you kidding me? So do you need to take a break and gather yourself? or? Uh, yeah, we can do that uh, and... Uh... Or we could do them right now. No, no, let's. I, I want you ready. Yeah, there. Do you want something to drink, or should we? <laughs> well, we're going to need the theme music. For All sure. right, we're going to need something very uh, delicate. To... What's the theme? Like you don't want something fun and bouncy. You got to have something that's like well, reflective. I would say the re- it's reflective. I you know I could be the fractured fairy tales theme for all I care. Like the deep thoughts by Jack Handy theme. Yeah, they they were deep at the time, but they're not as deep now. I wish they were deeper. <laughs> okay. Born to be wild. Uh, we'll find something. We'll find something. A look back at the way we were. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the way we were. <laughs> Welcome to a very special edition of the Dwyer and Michael Show as we take a look back. A very special. A man you once referred to as Gregory. Now he's just Dwyer. <laughs> a time long, long ago in a college far, far away. Known as Illinois State University. He was writing letters home to mom and dad. 
So if you went to college or went away from home, maybe uh, to the military or just left home, you cer- you learn certain things almost accidentally. Uh, and I'm reaching back now. This is to 1985 when uh, I went. And that was pretty much when I left my house. 1985, I left to go to, away to college and I never, I never returned. I don't even think I returned for a summer. And, uh, and now you, you, first you went to a junior college, right. so you went to Illinois State yeah. as a junior. As a junior. Okay. Um, and, uh, and this was, so this first letter is dated August 21st, 1985. So my assumption is that I probably got dropped off. I can't remember. I think my dad took me down. But I don't know. Cause I didn't have a car at the time. And, uh, and so, so this must be two days, three days in to my, uh, <laughs> my, wow. my stay. Um, keep in mind the things that when you first leave your house, you don't really understand. Things like navigating a roommate uh, and many other things that you have to do that your parents previously did for you. Um, now, were you living in a dorm, or did you have an apartment? No, or? I, I, you had to live in a dorm. See, at, I don't, I don't at Illinois State for, so, the, for the first year. You had to live in a dorm. Was it somebody that you know? They were like this was before any kind of Match dot com. They just went. I don't know. This guy's uh, a guy. He's a guy. Put them together. Yeah, they'll, they'll get along great. Yeah, they didn't really. Uh, they didn't really match you up. You just you like picked a guy. Or like there was a list of people, and you like circled the person and checked the box, and then they checked the box, and then they said, "Okay, here's here's someone who has a similar interest in you." It really is the very first match. dot com. Um, but you didn't know this no, your roommate. I had no idea okay. who he was. His All name right. was John. All right. Um, and so uh, I just wrote, you know, very nicely, August twenty first on the uh, envelope, just as I learned in high school how to address an envelope, Mister and Mrs. Paul Dwyer, and then their address and. I just put uh, uh, my return address, which was Tri Towers in, at Illinois State, which I think is still there. Well, and so the letter—that's where all the athletes, yeah, and I, DJs. I hung stayed. out with all the athletes, right? And so it starts off. Um, it starts off very similar to how I am now. Hi, folks. It says, "Hi, folks." Well, I got out on my first night at ISU. That is, if you consider walking to the bookstore and the grocery store, getting out. They want 89 cents for a damn package of cups. (laughs) (laughs) These are the problems of the incoming student at Illinois State University. Are these like Red Solo cups? I couldn't tell you. 89 cents? 89 cents for a package of cups? And mom, they're getting away with it. (laughs) I mean... Eighty-nine cents for a package of cups. Good lord, that's a lot of money. Eighty-nine cents. They want eighty-nine cents for a damn package of cups. I'll drink out of my hands. Thank you very much. Oh. Make it a statement. Fight the good fight, Make it man. A statement for the people. At this moment, I'm enjoying a sliced turkey sandwich. The turkey was on sale, two for a dollar. I don't know what the. What two of what for a dollar? I have no idea. I can't remember. So they must have been. Uh, wow, two for a dollar. Yeah, it must have been. You know, the, it's got to be the the package processed bologna, like that turkey, looks like bologna, yeah, right? So it's like two for a dollar yeah, of those packages. Like Oscar oh, or something. Right. I don't know. I so 
I, I'm very interested in food. As I, I obviously nothing has changed because I still only talk about food. Well, clearly <laughs> studies are not a, a bother. At well, this that's point. my first night. I don't even know what my classes are. Oh. Uh, this is before this is before classes started. I think anyway. Um, Did so you this, say August first or yeah, September first? This is August twenty first. August twenty so first. I mean, this is the day or two after they dropped me off. Okay, and so I'm just navigating the campus. I probably haven't even started classes yet. All right, so we're two turkey sandwiches uh, in. At this moment, I'm enjoying a sliced turkey sandwich. <laughs> it was on sale, two for a dollar, topped with mustard. I traded one dollop of mustard for one piece of bread. I feel like I got the better of the deal because I got Dijon mustard while I traded white bread. Is this because you're used to Grey Poupon? I don't know, but probably in, as I grew up in Oak Park. Uh, oh, and I'm continuing the ingredients list on the sandwich. And some wilted lettuce taken from an equally wilted head of lettuce that is, as we speak, wilting some more in the fridge. I, I believe the lettuce here is just a... The the lettuce is a metaphor for my life. It's, it's just wilting. Man, I feel like we're reading another page out of Neil Peart's diary from the road, man. <laughs> so descriptive. All right. Wait, is this the time when you were known as Gregory? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. that oh, explains yeah. everything. By the way, I got a price check on the lettuce. Oh, good. 75 cents a head. It's robbery! Is that what you said? That's what I wrote. It's robbery! <laughs> <laughs> I've just run out of meat, so I guess it's bread and lettuce till I get back to the store. I did meet a lot of girls on the way back, however. There must be something innocent about a guy walking with groceries. Now, keep in mind that this was the day before the plastic grocery bags. Okay. So you you would carry a paper grocery sack with whatever. It's just, I don't know, just a weird visual. Uh, And then I continue. Okay. Thankfully, this is almost over. (laughs) Ah, dorm life. I use my stereo in self-defense from the jerk down the hall. (laughs) Self-defense? Yes. Would you hit him with a speaker? No, I get into it in just a minute. But, Klinger, I need you to do a little, uh, uh, I need you to do something for me. Uh Because I I meant to do this. Wait a second, maybe. He needs a song, I bet. Yeah. No, no, no. I need a, a, but it's not till the next one. It's okay. not to the next letter. So. Now, this the jerk down the hall the was jerk not down me, the hall. because I lived in Tri-Towers, but not, I didn't... You lived in Waterson Towers. Yeah, I don't know that I ever knew At the time of my junior... I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I wonder how much of the building's foundation we've cracked, trying to drown out each other's music. Point of fact, his stereo is bigger, but mine is louder. His can only be heard down to the seventh floor. So I must have been on like the 12th or uh, top floor of Tri Towers, whatever it was. But there are girls on the fifth floor. Lots about girls. There are girls on the fifth floor who tracked me down to tell me if I didn't turn my stereo down, they would fix it so I could not father children. Needless to say, I didn't ask questions and turned down my stereo. I met my roommate face to face. He's pretty cool. No weird odors or strange fetishes. Well, enough for now. (laughs) Enough for now. I must go try to swap bread for dessert. I probably miss you guys a little. Love, Gregory. Day one. I probably miss you guys a little? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. 
why all of the details and the price checks and the bitching about the price of the lettuce and 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 the jerk down the hall? I can only assume, and I'm not a psychologist, but I can only assume it's because those were the things that were most different in the in the life as I was changing lives. Well, prior to that, I'd never done probably any shopping for myself. Yeah, but here I am trying to shop for food that I need to eat in my dorm room. And and so when you go to shop for yourself, you know, it's one thing to go get, you know, to go get whatever you you need for a party when you're hanging out or albums. I knew all that stuff. But seriously, I had, at 20 years old, ni- at 19 years old, when I moved out of the house, I had never purchased groceries for oh, myself. Lettuce. And, and why would I? I had a lettuce? No, that's just... Oh, it's in the crisper, like always. Yes, <laughs> from the lettuce fairy. Um, so oh, your relationship with your parents at that point was good, it was, oh, yeah, bad? It was fine. Okay. It was, yeah, it was absolutely fine. Because I'm trying to picture sweet Mrs. Dwyer reading this. Is she in a panic? Going, oh, my God, he's going to starve himself. He's already, he's going to get himself kicked out with that damn rock and roll rubbish. <laughs> um, and I and when you go down when you go away to school uh, for the first time, at least if you're me, I think the main thing I think I brought some clothes, but I I didn't know what to. Pa- I mean, again, it's you're you're leaving you're leaving home, and and you're you don't know what to bring. Um, so you think, well, I got to bring all the cool stuff I need to wear. So I had my my trench coat. I had my boots. Your spur? My boots with the spur. Uh, got your tunage. You got I, your uh, uh, small but adequate stereo system, or I, however you put it. I had Smaller but louder. Giant stereo system. I mean, especially for a dorm room. It was giant. The speakers were four feet tall. And <laughs> whatever. So that's, that's the first culture shock. And my next, my next uh, letter was five days later, August 26th. Uh-oh. Um, Please tell me they were having a sale on cups or lettuce, because that would be something you're going to want to tell mom and dad. I do discuss cups again. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, this is going to be a little different. So, okay. All right. Uh, here's how I address. Now, remember, I addressed the first envelope just the way Mr. and Mrs. God intended. Paul right? Dwyer. Yeah. So, here's how the next envelope is addressed. Okay. Instead of Mr. and Mrs. Paul Dwyer, it says, I can smell the real food from here. Meaning, that's the, the sal- there, food is a big deal in my this. life. Let me see that. So, so I and then you put the, the house put number. The, I, the Park, I could smell the food from here. Yeah. And meaning, I wish I was home eating home food, okay. home cooked food. You couldn't put that in the body of the letter. I uh, know. There's so chock full of information. Well, carry. And this was pretty conservative, considering when you wrote letters uh, and you wrote them to friends in college, you would try to address them in the weirdest way possible and decorate the envelopes. That's a lost art, too. Um, and then my return address is, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, but you soon will. <laughs> so, I mean, I am living... A life that I, I had forgotten how difficult it was for me to transition. And, and the thing that was the coolest about this is it's so, you know, I look at, at, at Joey specifically because he went to the same school. He's going to the same school that I went to. And so 
I'm trying to remember what it was like for me when I left. And you naturally have a tendency to oversimplify everything. Yeah. And my oversimplification was, man, I went down to school and I loved it. It was great. I was, you know, I got to meet all these new cool people and I got to do all this stuff. And the reality was I was isolated and I was I was lonely. Well, you forget that and you you fast forward. Right. And my parents saving these letters have uncovered everything, including the including the source. I yeah. mean, and, and this is uh, a level of homesickness. Yeah. Uh, OK, so the next letter. Oh, uh, this one's this one's a little bit lengthy. Yeah, this one is two pages. I mean, it's not they're just steno pages, so uh, they're, they're not very long. But uh, please bear with me. Dear mom and dad. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry. This is just business. Drop an additional $67.98 into my checking account, parentheses, provided it's still open and functioning. I was already having some, I was already having some, some banking issues at the time. That was the amount for books. That should do it for the semester. I am bouncing off the walls with boredom. Uh, Wait, this is a week after... Yeah, the f- this is a week after the first one. I nothing came f- to read. I came from Chicago, man. There was, it was a different world in where I came from. This normal is, Illinois. Give me a break. There's nothing normal here. This is silos and highways, and that's it. And and then a college in the middle of it. Now, hold on before you go any further. <laughs> yes. Pretend that you're on the receiving end of a letter like this. Your last child has just left, and you've got the empty house. Look, Paul, come quick. A letter home from college. It's news from our, our boy. It's just business. We're gonna, yeah. It's like you're writing to a yeah. utility company. <laughs> I, it, this, is just, this is just business. Yes. Um, so I am bouncing off the walls with boredom. I had the humiliating experience of walking into the dining hall on a Saturday. All in caps. <laughs> oh, this, is, <laughs> this is where he finds out there's no food. There's no food. There's no food. <laughs> the punchline here is that 15 meal people don't eat on Saturdays or Sundays. Okay. For clarification, there were meal plans that you could get on three a day. Five days a week, but the cafeteria, uh, what it was open, but if you or was it closed in Tri Towers? It was open, but you had to have a you had to have the nineteen meal plan. Okay, but you couldn't. The fifteen meal plan meant Monday through Friday, right? Not pick and choose, right? Which fifteen now, you want? Now they give you so many meals per semester, oh. and as long as your card's still active, you can eat whenever you want. Plus, you can use it at the Pizza Hut and the Taco Bell and McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, it was a little different back then, so I was on the 15 meal plan, okay. which I'm sure we had discussed at length, and I'm sure my parents probably both said, are you sure you're not going to want to go on the meal plan that will put you in there on the weekends? No, not me. I'm independent DJ. Right. Are you kidding me? So Sending I, me I out to know. the middle of nowhere for an education, I'll just hunt so, my own yes. food. So I'm basically complaining to my parents about something that I had done to myself, but that's the theme <laughs> of a lot of these. So... <laughs> The punchline is that the 15 meal people don't eat on Saturdays. The dining hall police were all over me in no time flat, pumping my stomach of that accidental mouthful of jello. Oh, man. Hey, drama queen. 
And you know what? I could tell you were not exaggerating. <laughs> not even a little. I feel like this needs a little bit of music behind it. No, forget <laughs> it. about the only thing I'll eat. Well, that's not true. I'd say about 60% of the entrees here are actually food. I'm a big fan of the Swiss steak and the bread as well. That's sarcasm, I'm assuming, or no? I can't tell. The lunches are leftover dinner creatively renamed. Example, the gyro meat from dinner last night becomes strip steak on a bun the next day at, at lunch. I'm living through the depression of being in the middle of nowhere. I figure it could be worse. I could be strapped into a urine-soaked L seat at 1.30 in the morning, stranded at Lake in California. Now, those of you who know Chicago will understand that reference. Those of you who don't, you do not want to be stranded at Lake in California at any time, but certainly not in the middle of the night. On the uh, L platform. That's the, the L is the elevated train in Chicago. And your college experience thus far is only a step slightly above that. Strapped into a urine-soaked L seat at 1.30 a.m., stranded at Lake in California. My God, that's visual. Was this an attempt to get more? I mean, you did the business first. Yeah, I, I, were, you, did, were you wanting more money or a care package or some food? Or, I, or when I need a care package, I specifically say send a care package. That's in, that will be in a further in, a later installment of this. I'll act surprised. Insanity. Wow. Um, okay. What was your end game in writing all of this? Just to illustrate I, how miserable you were away at college? You know, or I, I was discussing it with my wife yesterday. Because I really am apprehensive about reading these because it really is not a, a positive. But it's, it's not a very g- glowing re- recreation of me. And the problem is, is it's actually me. So there's no hiding from it. That's yeah. the problem. But when my wife and I were talking about it, I, my brother Mike was a and is a creative genius. And his writing style was very, very descriptive and very good. And he created images with the words that he wrote and i was really taken by that and i fancied myself similar in style but but make no mistake i was woefully inadequate in substance so that's why they they sound like this uh, now, I noticed this one is multiple pages yeah. versus your other one was, was a just, page long. Yeah, it was just a quick page. Hey, everything sucks and everything's expensive. Love you. Bye. This is uh, th- this gets into my this gets into my plan of action. OK. okay. So where were we? We were at the urine soaked seat on the L train at Lake in California, right? A step up from that. Uh, Try towers. OK. S- starving. One young gentleman from down the hall. Although, who could tell as he spends all of his time in our room just sitting there, even when I'm not there? (laughs) Used to go drinking in bars with the brothers of, and you guessed it, Gary Dotson. Oh, wow. Now, here I got to give some information. Gary Dotson was a guy in central Illinois uh, who, at the time I was going away to college, uh, he was uh, accused of and convicted of rape and sexual assault. Uh, later exonerated by DNA evidence after serving 10 years in prison. I don't. I, I she, believe, recanted. she recanted. Okay, she, she recanted, recanted okay. and it took the governor to release him. Yeah. 
But anyway, this guy was a, like a total criminal at the t- in 1985. This guy was the worst criminal of the worst. So the the idea is, if you're using metaphors again, the guy down the hall is on par with this yeah. rapist. Not on par with, hung out with. Hung out with. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Do you yeah. think? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He knows. He knew Gary Dotson, the whole Dotson family. He knew the whole family. Oh, my God. So he said, at first, I didn't believe him, but his room is filled with family pictures closely resembling the famous news figure. Wow. Uh, I think I'll ask him if he and Gary would like to spend Thanksgiving at our house. (laughs) Yeah, college life. One consoling thought is that my classes are kicking into full swing. Now, this might be where I'm doing a little bit of the selling aspect of the letter. I'm trying to sell my parents on, I am here for a reason, and I'm going to do my work, and there's no reason to worry. I'm still focused on the reason I'm here. <laughs> oh, let's see. My, my classes are kicking into full swing. My broadcast and literature classes are the ones I look forward to the most. The literature class is taught by a crazy liberal. (laughs) How liberal? He told us he'd like to see Reagan die and have universities run the country. Again, wow! I have no recollection you, of this guy or who he is, or but I'm sure he said it. Okay, I'm you're sure, not doing no, that I'm for not, shock value no, no, to no. your father, nope. who was probably more conservative than okay, right? And at the time, I was probably also conservative, um, uh, crazy liberal. I mean, why would I say that unless I felt you know? And this he, is 1980. This is 1985. Five. Dwyer's letter home, <laughs> a heartwarming greeting. From Illinois State University. Continuing on my literature class, professor, we're going to spend three weeks on Huck Finn so that we can understand that a white author can't possibly understand what it's like for a slave in the South trying to escape. Boy, that could be anybody's letter home. Uh, Or a letter that you just got from your kid who just went away to college. Yeah, I mean... Something's never changed. Something's never changed. Then the the bombshell news, which I've buried. I've decided to pledge a fraternity down here. AKL, the moose. (laughs) I think it's AKL. It's an A and then a K and then it looks like an arrow pointing up. Alpha, Uh, Kappa. Lamb, Lambda. Yeah, AKL, I think that's a triangle. Just, okay, yeah, it's a triangle without the bottom, right? Because the other one's a D. Because lambda, lambda, lambda is three triangles. Yeah, okay. I think the guy reading it is the D. Yeah, true. <laughs> AKL, the is moose. The, the moose, that's what they call it. Um, okay, yeah. The main reason, and I put in quotes here, you get to go party for nothing for sure. Why are you telling your parents this? <laughs> The main reason. You get to go party for sure, uh, for nothing, for sure. For sure? Like, for sure. barf F- out? F-E-R-S-H-E-R, exclamation point. For, for sure. sure. So I'm clearly making fun, but it may seem silly, but last night I paid $4 to get into a frat party. The $4 covered a cup 
and an X on my hand and as many trips as I could make to before uh, to the keg before death sets in. No, wait, you weren't 21 yet. No. Look at me with the rules. Oh, my God. No, and I also was not a drinker. Um, so, in essence, I paid $4 for a cup, an X on my hand, parentheses, which will probably still be here long after the value of my degree fades. <laughs> And for the opportunity to be ignored by a lot of drunk people. Wait, so you paid $4 for a cup, Mm -hmm. but just last week you're complaining that it was 89 cents for a sleeve of cups? Well, this and cup. And 76 cents for a head of lettuce? This, yeah. this cup was, had a purpose. This it is comes how you, with all the nightlife yes. you can handle. You couldn't, you couldn't charge admission at the fraternity houses, so you charged for a cup. And that's mm. how you got in. That's their way of skirting a oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Which I did appreciate, I guess, to some degree. I must admit, though, toward the end of my night, uh, not the party, which I later learned went till 4.30 in the morning, I was getting some comments on my hat. See above under cup. So I was wearing the cup on my head as a hat. Okay, you're making a good effort to fit in. Can you see why I don't want to read these letters? I, okay. So I'm at this, now keep in mind at this point I am not a drinker. I'm mm-hmm. not, I am not a, it's just not something that's a big deal for me. So I'm not a drinker, but the only social life is going to a, so I went to a fraternity party by myself, bought a cup, did not drink, wore it on my head with my jeans that are all written on and my trench coat. I'm surprised I did not get killed. I'm surprised I did not get killed. Were, were your brothers in fraternities when no. they were in? No, nobody okay. was. I, 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 I Knowing you the, for as long as I've known you, I'm starting to understand a little bit about what's going on here, I I think. <laughs> but I'm not sure. But go continue. My logic is this. Oh, good. Since these parties are the only social life here, and they cost $4 or more, and I don't drink, and they won't let you collect cups, cans, or bottles in dorms, I'm going to waste a lot of money that I don't even have on nothing. So, since the brothers party for free, for sure. Oh, my God. Actually, there's a $50 annual fee, but compared with the $280 I'll spend this year, $4 a night, two nights a week, Xmas and spring break excluded, it's a bargain. I'll also be able to steal $50 worth of stuff from the frat house. There, my thinking logically course has already started to help me. Well, it's 2.47 (laughs) a.m. I don't know. And John just got back from buying a parking permit. He left this morning at 10. We're going to do some homework. We have a class together. Buy and send money. Then I sign it, Gregory. Uh, P.S., could I please ask that the deposits made into my checking account be made in cash? I would really appreciate it. So I'm obviously floating some checks here. You be know, made in cash. Yeah, to Pizza World and to McLeo's okay. and to okay. whatever the pizza places were. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. Uh, post postscript. Uh, every pretty girl down here reminds me of... The girlfriend I had before I left, mm. whose name I will keep out of the papers. Um, 
post, post, postscript. Gene moved out of his room. No one can find him. Oh, that's the guy who you knew from back home. Yeah, he and I were both transfers, and we were both in radio, and we were both gonna, (laughs) we were both gonna like get our journalism degrees together. And he disappeared, and I have no idea where he's at. Let's take a break. I think I know the the, what's going on. I think. (laughs) If you want to hear it, oh sure. And so do some other listeners. Who are listening to this? So these this, these are Dwyer's first two letters home. A glimpse of college life. Dorm stories. So so Dwyer's mom kept what appears to be every letter he wrote home from college, and. It, you were only away to, at college for two years. Did you make it? Into, I mean, you came in as a junior, right? Yeah, it took me, I think, uh, two years and a semester to figure it out, or three years. I can't remember. But but I never went back home. I mean, right. that was it. I moved out I moved out to go to college, never knowing I was not coming back. But that's just how it turned out. Now, and uh, I'm going to interpret, I think, because... I've known Dwyer for just as long as as these letters are old. This is what I think is going on. There, these two letters can be summed up in one phrase. Well, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know if the situation was you're going to go and you're going to do this and it's going to be good for you because even the good things are are veiled sarcasm you know there are lots of pretty girls but all that does is torture me and remind me of who i really want you know whatever that is yeah everything good is awful everything bad is magnified to the core to the extent of a serial killer or a rapist who you want to break thanksgiving i believe it was (laughs) yes so (laughs) i think you Uh. it was a shot at your parents because i don't think you at first, I thought it was like homesickness, but I don't know. Does that make sense? I, it, it probably does. It, it's probably accurate. And I, I, I can't put myself there. Um, but it's cool. And I think the uh, one listener heard this um, and, and listen to this. Well, Dwyer, if it helps, I think I have a couple of these letters to mom somewhere buried in the family history books. Mine were all in response to, you know, fights that we had, and I'm sure they're all drenched with embarrassing melodrama. Boy, embarrassing melodrama. That that hits home. Oh, I was going to say, that's the one thing missing from Dwyer's letter. <laughs> uh, in short, while I bet my mom still has them, I hope to God they are never, ever seen again. It represents, you know, an era of my life. A source of shame, and here's the important part, but I'm happy to have grown enough to be embarrassed of them, which and I think that says a lot because, you know, who isn't a parent and can hear and see this? Oh, my God, you're making a mountain out of nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. The cup's 89 cents for Christ. <laughs> Listen to this professor. <clears throat> and that's, um, uh, well... I'm doing what you wanted, so here's 
You asked me to stay in touch. Well, and it's possible because, you know, my brother Mike went to college under protest. And so even though I probably wasn't protesting, yeah. I probably, you know, I wanted so much to be him. Uh, that, that probably leaked out. Uh, Tom is equally sympathetic. Wow, Dwyer. Snowflake much? <laughs> Were you wearing a Bernie shirt? Ha ha ha. When I was 18, I was working on the rooftops of the largest Quad City Industries. But please continue. <laughs> well, I think it was, you know, um, obviously you're good at math because you, you, you calculated how much money you're saving based on not going to a party every weekend. But, uh, you know, they worry. At least I let them know I'm not drinking. But I do go. You know, supposed to get out and meet people. Well, these are the people I'm meeting. Yeah, the uh, rapist's brother is here. <laughs> uh, Deb says, this is just sad. <laughs> yes. On the upside, though, I've listened to Dwyer's Dorm Stories documentary longer than I watched Don't F With Cats. <laughs> but no, I think that's good. I, I Honestly... Dwyer was so anti-authoritarian, even back then. I mean, and you've mellowed considerably a lot <laughs> to the point of you would yourself then would look at you and me now and just roll his eyes and oh, go, "Oh yeah. man, I promised myself I." Well, at least you've got the cool hair, but other than that, <laughs> man, sell out. But it. I don't know. Dwyer was a cool dude in college. And, uh, you know, setting, you know, you're making your own mark, but you're going to do it your own way. And this is as close as I'm going to be to, you know, conforming. Things have changed since you went away to your, to, to college, you know. Um, but I think that's the, the, the Matt's line about these are a source of shame, but be happy to have them. Because you can, uh, there's a level of growth that you show that you're embarrassed by it. It's kind of like, you know, if if you had a, a glimpse at your art projects from second or third grade. Good God, a yeah. cat? Yeah. They, they, who has a blue cat with one eye and and eight legs? What the hell is? I'm not an artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't dwell too much on it. I'm not. I just. I, I am because they're sitting in front of me, um, and, and so I brought these two. I brought these two, and I am happy for this this chapter to be closed. I have others, but not very many more. My mom only saved about six of them, um, and they they get worse. But that's a pretty hefty glimpse into. The shock of leaving and probably doesn't even exist in in today's adolescence because they're so much more uh, comfortable in their own skin. There's so much there's so much more that they've handled before they left before they leave home. They're already uh, very astute. Um, they're they're pretty worldly for sure more than I am. I'm complaining about <clears throat> boredom because and and when I lived in. When I lived in in Oak Park, you know, we could go down to go to the city. We could go into the city and and, you know, it, well, the city was so different and alive and, and exotic compared to, you know, walking around the streets in, in our neighborhood. But, man, you go down to normal in the 80s and 
you know, there's one highway to and from, and that's it. And there's not, you know, there's one hotel in town. Exactly. There's one hotel. And if you didn't and, book a room for parents weekend yep. uh, when you were a freshman in high school, mom and dad weren't going to get a room that night. Um, but I I think, I, I don't agree with you 100, I think kids think they're way more worldly, worldly but they have the exact same culture shock real world shock just like you did in a yeah. different in a different way it's eye-opening to be out on your own i mean you learned <clears throat> the hard way that cups cost 89 <laughs> cents and lettuce uh-uh. 75 75 yeah. um i think all kids go through that can you believe do you have any idea and of course, how you much do, they're charging? You're, you're like, yeah, I know. Here's one thing that I noticed too. I'm looking at the envelope, which Dwyer's mom saved as well, obviously because he read how it's addressed. Your mom opens her mail the same way you do. You know, when you get a letter, it's written, the ad two is right in the middle. You take and open it like the flap, right? You cut across there, flip it up. No, Dwyer, right on the end sideways and pulls it out that way mm-hmm. i've i've stopped doing that since i've been married because my my wife and i had to get on the same page in terms of how we open letters so now i open across the top but reluctantly but but my own my own mail i still open on the side because but your mom does this yeah, the same way she does too. interesting uh, hey guys i just enclosed a picture of a letter i wrote home in 1989 when stationed in germany that my mom kept she kept all of them. This is just an example. Feel free to read this on the air. You could say all the names. Uh, also, pay attention to what I wrote on the back of the envelope. Okay, The back of the envelope, it says, write me back, please, underlined three times. Now, this is Germany, okay? And this is military, so it's a, it's a lot different than my situation. But what right. I love about it is... Your situation in Illinois State was way worse than Germany. <laughs> what I love is that these, there's a commonality between, you know, leaving home and trying to communicate your situation back there yeah. while you're navigating becoming a real person. All right, let's take a break and then we uh, can read through this. How long does it take to ask for money? And was it, 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 it? This is funny. There's some similarities between right. this letter and the one I wrote. It's a snapshot. Your first bite of a sandwich called reality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwyer's first two letters home from college. Uh, but listener Rick sent us. Uh, his mom saved a letter. This is when he was stationed in Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said she saved all his letters. This is just an example of one of them uh, with the the written plea on the back of the envelope. Right back soon. Uh, dear Please. Mo- dear mom, how are you doing? I'm fine. I got your letter today. I need Chris's new address to her new home. We had a bazaar this past weekend, and I bought Chris a big clock for $20 and Terry a couple of mugs for Christmas, and I'd like to send it off soon. I am sending you a prediction a prediction on how my bills will be paid for the year of 1990. On December 1, I take out $50 for the plane ticket, and that should be paid off. 
And this is 1989. Yeah. Okay. Take $40 out for the McKay's bill. Did you talk to John at McKay's about the drum heads? Oh, so McKay's, oh, McKay's music. music. I also need a key for the drum heads. He'll know what you're talking about. I am not going to try to get my loan. I think I can handle the payments each month. Please send me my bank statement, ASAP. I need to, to balance my checkbook bad. I need to find out my service charges. Well, got to go. I have a PT test tomorrow, and I need to get some rest. Love you, Rick. Wow. He's worried about balancing his checkbook all the way in Germany. Yep. And what happened to the drum heads, man? And the drum key. Wow. Everybody goes through it. Uh, and that's what Deb says. Every person, every one of us, most likely, sounded like that in college. But none of us has the balls to <laughs> share with the general public like you do. <laughs> well, my my hope is that it was at least marginally entertaining. <laughs> um. Well, it... it, it there was a lot going on there. Yeah, as there is with every kid who's who's leaving. You know, Joey's texts home sound very similar to to my letters. That unfortunately they just won't be forever sealed in time. Right. The second you upgrade a phone or you right. know Thankful. change service, it, it, everything is gone, and, and that's, that's probably for the best. Yeah, you're but right. But it's a nice yardstick, so you can see, you know, how far you've come <laughs> or fallen. Yeah, right. Possibly.